Hi, it's Dr. Gary. Going over a few things that happened, I guess this would be this week on Thursday. Um, we are sellers of dental practices. The name of our company is Dental uh, Healthcare Practice Sales LLC. And it is www.dentalpracticeguide.com is the website. Name of the company is Healthcare Practice Sales. Phone number 201-663-0935. Feel free to call us at any time. I'm a dentist and I also have 25 years and now I've been doing the dental practice brokerage for 11 years. We have eight employees, including two CPA accountants. So we're here to help you at any time, buyer or seller. And uh, just call us. We'll talk to you. The information we're about to give you is for entertainment purposes. It's not legal advice, nor is it uh, business advice. But we try to give you live action, what's going on every day. And being a broker, we're in between all these actions. And we think we play a very important role in putting these deals together and going to the closing table. So what happened this week? I think it was on Friday of this week or Thursday, whatever. Um, one of the sellers got an offer from one of the DSOs. This is a huge practice, multi, multi, multi office, you know, over over several million dollars. And um, they, I brought the seller to the DSO because they wanted to sell to a DSO. And uh, what would hap what happened in the meantime, due diligence occurred. That is the DSO dental uh, support organization did its uh, uh, background, did its diligence, going over reports, which is usually tax returns, procedure code analysis, procedure code analysis by provider, uh, leases, uh, profit and loss, discretionary expenses, all of these things have to be you know gathered together. And then also what types of insurance they have, what's the makeup of the employees. So I think it took about six weeks. No, it took longer than that because their accountant was slow to get information, very slow. So it took almost two months. Generally, it shouldn't take that long just to gather the information, but the information from the seller wasn't easily forthcoming. Um, so on Thursday of this week, or is it Friday, the seller received the letter of intent from the DSL. Letter of intent essentially says we want to buy your practice these are the terms, this is the price, this is the amount of money that's gonna be a cash, and how much money is going to be held back, held into their equity. Everyone has a different formula. Um, so this was presented to them. It also, in the letter of intent, said what the doctor would be paid as an employee, the percentage of collections, and it specified um, that they will not get all the money down pat in the front, They'll uh, hold back or roll some of the money, so to speak, into equity of the company. Um, so that money is going to go. So they had a down payment of, mm, let's say it's 80%, whatever, of the sale price. And of that sale price, a portion of it, 20%, will roll into the company stock, depending on what kind of stock. Sometimes it's premium stock, sometimes it's lower level stock. But this deal, I think they're getting premium stock. So 80% cash up front, 20% will be a, uh, a stock offering to them. If they do well, and this one company has, um, they should get two, three times the amount of that equity in maybe three to five years when they recapitalize again. Um, so that's what the letter of intent says. 
It, it, it's before the contract. It's was what we intend to do. It's a letter of intent. It's non-binding. But whatever is on the letter of intent, historically, and it is obviously open for negotiation, um, it is negotiable. Um, but these are the terms that the seller, that the buyers put out, they felt was the fairest and best terms. And it was a pretty good offer. So at this point, what happens with this letter of intent is the buyer has to review it. And this is where I suggest the buyer bring in a dental attorney. Please do not bring in some corporate guy that supposedly knows everything. A dental attorney that deals with this all day long. Especially, and call me privately, I'll discuss some of the better dental attorneys out there that can deal with these DSOs. Um, you need a lot of experience. These DSO contracts are 50 pages long. There's a lot of information on that. You cannot have your local attorney do that. You need a pro. You've got to bring in the pros for that. And the pros, there aren't that many in the country. Maybe there's less than 10 that really, really know what they're doing. Um, but what will happen now is the seller will contact the attorney, will recommend a couple, you know, recommend the attorney or two attorneys to them, and they'll begin to uh, review it. And the attorney will then become their spokesman and will go back to the DSO and say, we've read over the the letter of intent and we have some comments. Let's discuss some of our comments or we need some explanation on this. So that's what will happen with uh, this letter of intent. Now the DSO, or this could be a private buyer also, the DSO buyer will usually give a time limit of like a week or so, week, week and a half uh, before the letter of intent will terminate. So this is the time that the buyer, the seller has to go to his attorney and begin discussing it. Discuss with their accountant also. Uh, discuss with the professionals. We are in the middle. We're here to guide them. Now, ultimately, we are represented by the, we represent the seller. That's what we do. Um, we will recommend different DSOs to them. And we will recommend different attorneys to them. But the seller will have their own team. Okay. Um, sometimes we, and often our uh, salary is, or excuse me, our commission is paid by the DSO often. Um, but my allegiance always lies with the seller. Even though the DSO is going to pay my commission, that's fine. I am still, uh, allegiance goes towards the seller. So now, over the weekend, they'll review this document. They'll touch base with their accountant. Next week, they'll call their attorney, and their attorney will then become the spokesman for them. They will retain the attorney, and the attorney will become the spokesman on what issues they would like to talk about. And we think at this point, that's when you do bring in the attorney. And even if this is a private sale, it'll be the same thing. You bring your attorney in at letter of intent stage for guidance. They're professionals, they know what they're doing, and often they've worked on the opposite side of the table sometimes, of the particular DSOs. Our role is we're in the middle. You know, we could listen to any comments that they have and, and give them some feedback. We want to move the deal forward. We're the person in the middle. I'm the only one that could talk to the buyer and the seller simultaneously, the buyer's attorney, the seller's attorney simultaneously. Of course, I'm always maintaining confidentiality, but that's what the role of the broker plays. It's a very important role. And there could be some emotional parts that are not in the contract that um, have to be explained, and I'm there to do that. We do this 363 days a year. Been doing it for 11 years. I was a dentist for 25 years. We take off Christmas and Easter. We answer the phone all the time. 
Usually we're available from 7.30 in the morning till 9.30 at night. You call us, you want to just talk about something, we're here for you. So please call me and we are moving forward. Thank you.